It's time for The Rush with Butkus Award winner Teddy Lehman and Tyler McComas. Got an opinion? You can call the show on the Riverwind Casino call-in line at 405-329-9000. Sound off on the Air Comfort Solutions text line at 405-651-3439. Live from the Brown O'Haver Studios, it's time for The Rush with Butkus Award winner Teddy Lehman and Tyler McComas. Well, the, the future in Bedlam is uh, is a year or two left. I mean, that's the future of Bedlam, um, <clears throat> based on somebody else's decision. Was was that Mike Gundy or Mike Leach? I, you know what? It's funny you say that. Uh-huh. I've heard that clip like eight times now. It's the first time I noticed the uh-huh. clip going on. Bedlam. Um, <clears throat> yes! That's yes. pretty good. It's not Dana Holgerson right. on a normal day, but it's it, we're getting there. Okay. I like it. What do you make of that? That is that is based on someone else's decision. <laughs> right, right. Um, that's interesting. It's what I told you yesterday is what I make of it. It's, look, I our side can say, ah, oh, well, we'll play them if they want. It'll be fine. <laughs> but I just I think their side is... No, we have no interest in doing this anymore. Um, you know, call it a bad decision by them, but Teddy, they have had multiple situations to come out and say, "Yeah, let's go ahead and play this thing." Every single time, they've acted like Mike Gundy acted today. Well, here's the thing, though, and this is what I think is really, really interesting. You know, whenever, whenever you you take it all into consideration. There's probably multiple people in the building that have different ideas of what they should do, right? And without a doubt, Mike Gundy does not want to play Bedlam. If if it wasn't for Bedlam, hell, Mike Gundy might be the winningest coach in college football over the past decade. Well, he'd have 13 more, 13, 14, <laughs> right. or however many more wins now. He'd have a whole nother 10-win season oh packed gosh. into his career, right? And how many more conference championships? That's what I'm saying. <laughs> I, so, uh, just because you hear Mike Gundy saying that, like there might be someone saying, oh my God, what is he doing? He's trying to kill this thing. And I get it from his side of things. I, I, I totally, totally get it, but... Um, the problem is I don't hear anyone from OSU's side that's like, no, that's yeah, true. we're going to play this thing. It's true. They may feel like the 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 benefit of of not taking that L. What is it? Every maybe five or six out of every seven games, something like that. It, they feel like maybe that puts them in a a, a holy a whole different category, and maybe it does. Maybe there's some something really there. Whenever you're talking about making a playoff, if it's an expanded playoff, or even if it's not, uh, and the Big Twelve still holds as much weight as it does now. I know it won't hold as much, but it's still relevant. If you can, you can be a one loss Big Twelve champ, you know, or, or competing for that year in year out. It's probably probably would be worth it for them. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it feels like their strategy is we're going to get as far away from Oklahoma as possible and kind of uh, rule our new situation in the Big 12, which money-wise, 
it's not going to be better for them. But the Big 12 seems like it's going to be the third best conference out there. Are we comfortable saying that? Now, I'm sure there's going to be a massive gap between the Big 12 and the Big 10 or the SEC, but if they can make it really work financially and don't just crater money-wise, um, okay, I kind of see their path to be you know, the leader of the third-best conference in college football with an expanded playoff. Good luck to you. It's interesting that he says, based on someone else's decision, is there a chance that he's aiming that at his own university, because it sounded like with the pause there and the <clears throat> right, it's it's supposed to be a backhanded comment, no doubt about that. I totally agree, but he does realize that OU has said we'd love to continue it. Yeah, I I feel like it is an attempt at a backhanded comment towards OU. Mm-hmm. Well. I, I don't know how real it is with Oklahoma. I mean, there is a chance that Joe C has said, you know, is saying kind of publicly, like, yeah, we'd we'd love to continue this thing. Um, you know, just to I don't know, politically put that out there when in the back end knowing that it's not gonna happen, right? That you can still say that, hey, well, we've tried, you know, we've we've remained open to that. We'd like to continue it. We really value the rivalry with Oklahoma State, something we'd like to have moving forward, but they don't want to do it. They don't want to do it. Put yeah. kind of put it the onus on them on that deal because, you know, really there there shouldn't have been a whole lot. Uh, everyone's really upset about OU going to the SEC, but again, I think that Gundy, it's it may be the greatest thing that ever happened uh, in no, his I, career. I think it's definitely because that's honestly, man, that's really the only hole in his resume at a school like Oklahoma State right if you can't say what his overall record is against OU and you take out all political affiliations what can you really hammer him about since he's been there in 2005 he's the winningest head coach in school history right yeah. uh, he's won a conference championship went on the door a bit on the doorstep of a couple others Won a couple of Fiesta. I mean, it's been a highly, highly successful tenure. I mean, it ha- the only knock is what his head-to-head record is against OU. And you're right. I mean, you take that away. If if any other coach in the country um, had uh, really did what he has done over the the last decade, and I know he's been there longer than a decade, but you know, it really that run with Whedon and crew is what really started to solidify having uh, success that they built on over and over. Um, I Anyone else that's done what he's done would be the talk of whatever state that they're in, and they've lived in the shadow. And I get it. That's um, That's got to be frustrating as heck for uh, Gundy. I guess you got – you know, it looks like it really started in 08, 9 and 4. Nine and four, they lost the Holiday Bowl. Went nine and four the they next had Dez season. That year, that was the last year uh, Dez was fully eligible for a season. And then since then, they had their worst season since uh, two thousand and seven. Two thousand and seven, they were seven and six. They've had two seven and six se- seasons since then. They've all been eight wins or better. With one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. 10-plus wins yeah. uh, seasons. Twice the program that Texas has been during that uh, oh, time, it ain't time span. It close. By the way. 
It ain't close. You got to go back to 2005 for a season where Gundy's first year for a season that uh, is something like what Texas has had multiple times over the last decade, four and seven. I guess Gundy said uh, today, uh, OU and Texas are still in all the Big 12 meetings, and Gundy said, quote, well, if I were in charge, I wouldn't allow them to be a part of anything. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, you just kick them out and force them to pay that, you know, that $70 million buyout or whatever it is. I hope Mike Gundy goes undefeated for the rest of his career. because right Including this year? Sure. because You want him to, you want him to beat OU? Right now, he's 149 Jeez. and 69. How nice. 69 losses, career losses. I hope he stays we'll there forever. Just root for him to lose 100 more games. I knew you developed a soft spot for Oklahoma State. It's been shining through the past couple days, but dang, now you want him to go Dabo style. 38 no! We got to go 38 no to make the playoff. <laughs> they probably do. Oklahoma State probably does have to go 38 no. Dude, he is. How many wins does Coach Stoops have? Uh, I don't. I, I, I don't know. Like one seventy something. Because Gundy's creeping up on maybe being the winningest coach in 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 Oklahoma. And I don't know if if Wilkerson, uh, Wilkinson or someone like that has more. But I know Bob passed one ninety one and forty eight is what he is. Woo! That's pretty good. Because I, I remember when he passed over one hundred and fifty wins. And uh, dang, I didn't know he got all the way up to 191. So, but Gundy keeps rolling. He uh, he may be able to pass that, depending on how long he stays. Bill says, "Hey guys, enjoy your show. Why would either school want to continue this series if you only have three non-conference games? Do you really want to spend one of them on a stressful state rivalry game? If OU runs the table in the SEC and somehow loses to OSU in the last game of the season, it would be a disaster." It wouldn't be a disaster. If they ran the table in the SEC and lost to Oklahoma State, they'd still be in the SEC championship. they just still want to win the SEC championship and go to the playoff. It wouldn't be a disaster. Now, if they were a one loss and they – I I mean, that's, Dude, that's a fine point. How long have you lived in this state? There is no scenario where Oklahoma State beats you in football and it's not a disaster. Well, it's a complete disaster. I, what I mean – you know what I mean. It – it, if you ran the table in the SEC, it wouldn't change anything necessarily of, of what you could accomplish that season. But, yes, uh, maybe you'd never be able to uh, mentally recover from that. I don't even think they would post like the national championship or the conference championship up on the brand-new press box in a few years. Yeah, uh, Greg Sankey may say, man, you guys lost to Oklahoma State. We're letting Georgia in the uh, SEC championship instead of you. Uh, I have no desire to play OSU in anything, anytime, place. Okay. Um, hmm, OAN, yeah, that happened. OSU doesn't need OU for any financial gain like it used to. OSU sells its 55,000 stadium out regardless. Uh, <laughs> what? I don't know about that. That is the text of the day. I hope that that is being sarcastic, that they don't. That's why they're pissed. They're pissed because OU and Texas are leaving the Big 12 and the payout is going to drastically change for the rest of the conference. That's why they're pissed. It has everything to do with money. Uh, only benefits Bedlam had for OSU was to guarantee a home sellout every two years. Well, they didn't really – how many times they even sell out that game? 
Mm. Feels night, not, not not a whole lot. Well, I think when the weather was good, it would it would sell out. There was a couple of times where the weather is <laughs> the really weather bad. had to be good for them to sell out that game. Seriously. Well, I'm what I'm saying is that OU OSU in Stillwater sells out unless it's like a snowstorm and the roads were bad and stuff like that. Listening from uh, what beach is that? You know how to pronounce that? Smyma. Yeah, Smyma. Or, or is that an R and an N? To, I can't tell. Listening from New Smyma Beach, Florida. You guys are wasting your time worried about playing each other non-conference. In a few years, uh, they are truly super conference all games. Well, there's a lot there. All ga- He's saying that in, in a couple of years, there's not even going to be non-conference games. So why even waste time? I think there will be non-conference talking games. about it. I think there'll be non-conference games. E- I don't. I tend to think yes, there'll be non-conference games, but heck, I don't know. I I never thought that NIL would be a thing. I'd never thought that you'd be able to have an offensive lineman four yards downfield on a passing play wow. and it not be a penalty. Man. But here we are. You know, I never thought you'd uh, <laughs> want Gundy to go 100 and no in his next 100 well, games, and here we are. 69, man. Why don't you just root for Brent Venables to win his first 69 games? 69 and 0. And then Let's he's go. 69 and 1 after playing Oklahoma State for the first time in five years or however long that is. Oh, uh, well, hey, um, if it dies, it dies. I guess we'll, we'll get over it pretty quickly if we don't play Oklahoma State anymore. But I remain steadfast in my belief that that game should continue and I want it to continue. Did you hear the Big 12's going to get younger, hipper, and cooler? Yeah. Did you hear that today? Yeah. Yeah. The Big 12's open for business, officially. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah we heard a lot of lines today. Well, I don't know. I, I think that – I think it's – I do think it's a really good hire. I think he's going to do a, a really good job. Um, Seems a lot more dynamic than what they had previously. It, it needs to be less about like, – you don't need a former AD to be a conference commissioner. You need a salesman to be a conference commissioner. Connections with uh, business partners, people that want to invest. You can go out and sell your conference and generate some excitement in it. And whenever you look at his background, your mark has done exactly that. Now, we'll see. This is a different test than he's undertaken before, but I still believe it to be a really good hire. I was, um, I, I mean, I, I was impressed with him. It's not a cookie cutter hire. Seems like those mm-hmm. conference commissioners, they all kind of are cut from the same cloth. You know, this guy right. is, you know, maybe a little bit more willing to shoot from the hip. He was in a garage band, so obviously, was he, he really? He used to have long hair at some point. That's got to count for something. Yeah, he said he still got a little rhythm to him. Oh maybe man, we'll find out. I wonder. Maybe what, he'll do a halftime show. Was he a singer? Did he uh, play the bass? I thought he said he played the drums. Really, man. I thought that's what he said. I'm liking this guy more and more. You want to stay in the Big 12? You want to come back now? Yeah, can we? I would agree to stay in the Big 12 at this point if they paid us $100 million a year and everyone else defied, and, divided what was rest. And Metallica was the halftime show every single game. If your mark's on uh, the drums, I'm in. <laughs> that's great. That's pretty cool. Well, um, I mean, that's so far, that's like our headline from uh, the Big 12. Media day so far, right? Gundy saying Well, that and that's what was no funny. Balaam's dead. That's what was funny to me is, all right, Big 12 media day. 
You know, it's been a year since the announcement. We got our new teams. It's a new uh, conference commissioner. We got a new, we're focusing ahead, all that. Biggest story is involving OU. Yeah. Well. Nothing really changed today. There's not a whole lot that you can sell at this point because, you know, any of those discussions that are taking place right now are uh, strictly confidential. Uh, but, I, you know, I think if he's serious about doing new and innovative things, I think there's a ton of stuff that you can do. The, the problem with college football is nobody wants to play one another. Like, that's the biggest problem. Because if, if, if you could ever get past that and recognize really who you are instead of, instead of falling all over one another trying to get a team into the playoff whenever – you're not going to. It's going to be Alabama. It's going to be Ohio State. It's going to be the same teams. If you just kind of realized where you were and tried to, to play to that – like I've said, if you had like the Big 12 champ play the Pac-12 champ as the first game of the season in Las Vegas, I think stuff like that could be an awesome draw and it would buy, buy in fan bases from both sides of the country. Uh, clearly, networks would love that. I think stuff like that is where you need to start thinking. Uh, and obviously, the streaming stuff, that's going to be big moving forward, uh, trying to, you know... I, I wouldn't be surprised if there's a television deal done recently or a soon that's uh, streaming driven, Amazon type of stuff before it is an ESPN yeah, driven. I, I'd love to see Gundy sit at home and trying to watch a Big 12 game that was streaming only. It'd be like you trying to get ESPN Plus to operate at your house. What would it sound like if he's screaming at his wife to tell him uh, how does he uh, get Amazon? Well, up? I don't know about that, but like this text is saying, I'm shocked we didn't hear a turkey in Gundy's interview. Whatever it sounds like you would hear in the background. You would hear a turkey in the background while he's trying to get it going. 100%. What do you think about uh, your mark? There's like four remotes here, and I don't know what one turns on the TV or turns on the Apple TV, <laughs> which we have two at our house, and I still struggle with it, so who, who am I? Oh, man. Gandhi, what do you what do you think of your mark so far? Oh, he loves people. <laughs> Seriously. Uh, you asked for it yesterday. I got to play it before we hit a break. So great. Just makes me happy. That's so funny. If the Big 12 (laughs) wants to get younger, hipper, cooler, you'll repurpose that content like we've done on this show for the past five years. That's Mm. how you do it. Mm, mm, mm. Good stuff. All right, let's hit an opening timeout. Uh, Keep the text line coming. I see them rolling in. We'll get to some of those next. 651-3439.
The Central Oklahoma Buick GMC dealers bringing you hour number one of the rush on this Wednesday. Tyler McComas, Teddy Lehman, Air Comfort Solutions, text line 405-651-3439. We've got a ton to get to. Um, I'll get through the Bedlam ones and then we can move on. I think losing Bedlam is an absolute tragedy. What's more fun than dominating little brother 90% of the time? That's from the 918s. Yeah, I I agree with that. I think um, I think it it serves several purposes. I think it's a fantastic ratings draw. I think it's a revenue creator for the state economy um, and local economies when it's in Stillwater and when it's in Norman. Um, I think it's you will not be able to replace it with anywhere close to as good of a non-conference game. If you could have a, a, t- a team that is almost always in the top 25 and you beat 90% of the time and you don't have to travel hardly at all to play them, like that's like the dream scenario. It, it's way more difficult to play a one-off team on a given year that's of that caliber in non-conference than it is to play a team that you've got a comfort level and that you've – uh, you know, reigned supreme over for so long mentally. From the 580, Bedlam was always a big deal for the Cowboys because they were hoping to win. Oklahoma was just playing it as one of their games and making sure they didn't lose. As a fan, I just wanted to win so I didn't have to hear about it from the Litter Crew posse. Okay. Well, All right. I do think that it, it it's one of those games where whenever you've seen both teams have something on the line – Oklahoma tends to play better. Um, last year, not the case. But when both teams have something on the line, I think it kind of levels things out a little bit. Because for a long time, it's only Oklahoma that has something on the line. And the other team can just play spoiler, throw whatever they want at you, play spoiler. You got nothing to lose, and the other team, you can tighten up a little bit. Whenever your whole season and everything that you've worked for at that point is under threat, you can tighten up. If uh, we're not going to play Bedlam anymore, it's fine, whatever. Just um, make sure you have scoreboard when you after that last game. That's no all I'll doubt. say. You know what I mean? No you doubt. Better have score, better have scoreboard Jeez. or it's going to be miserable. Some it, people say that's why we're not in the SEC this year. Had we beat OSU, we would have went ahead and made fine. the jump. I'm willing to play another season in the Big 12. <laughs> now, this is going to annoy me a little bit, okay? Um because OU has been very open. Let's continue to play this thing, whatever. Oklahoma State, well you heard from Mike Gundy earlier, not really the case. I'm going to get really annoyed though. If we sit around in 10 years' time and OSU fans are complaining, saying, well, I mean, the reason why, you know, we don't play this thing anymore is because Oklahoma just left us in the middle of the night to go to the SEC. Spare me. I mean, you've had multiple chances now over the past year to come out and say that we're willing to make this thing work. So don't I, I'm going to be annoyed if they put all the blame on OU after OU rolls to the SEC and they don't play this thing anymore, which I kind of feel like is going to happen. Well, yeah. That's exactly what's going to happen. They're going to either solely blame OU. Yeah, and it, Gundy will do it himself, and it won't take very long at all. It'll probably some point. It'll probably be in the press conference after this year's game. <laughs> Jeez. 
You can't even be mad at him. You just got to laugh. No. I, I, the man, everything he does is hilarious to me. <laughs> he, I think he's got to be one of the football coaches. Most of the football coaches I've ever been around in my life are like, so extremely locked into their job that it's very difficult to have a conversation about anything else. Like, totally naive to anything else that's going on in the world. Have no idea. I don't think Gundy is like that at all. He seems like a guy you could sit down and um, you could probably talk to him about Peaky Blinders or whatever it is that you're Peaky watching. Peaky Blinders. I wish you'd say it the right way at least one time. How do you think Gundy says it? <laughs> well, I've been up all night watching Peaky Blinders. You know, my uh, I forgot about one of my favorite yearly traditions, but it did happen again today, and I was reminded of it. Every single Big 12 media day. You know, every, like what you're saying, every other coach is up there. It's like, you know, tight, professional, coach speak, all that. And it just kind of seems like he's just hanging out up there. But once, every single year, he says, I, I'm sorry, I, I couldn't hear the question. I, last thing <laughs> I heard was, we recruit three stars. And then I and the funny thing is, I was watching the TV copy of it, and the guy that asked the question, his microphone didn't cut out or anything. Like, right. We all heard it perfectly. But every single year, there's at least one question where, well, you cut out there, I couldn't hear what you're saying. Like, have another go at it, basically. God, it's just my favorite. Uh, you got to make sure uh, you have to remind everyone out there that there's a chance that I'm going to make you look bad, no matter what I, happens. Right? I think so. Like, I, well, no one knows what the hell you're saying down there. Uh, Peyton says, "I can't wait for the animosity of that game this year in Norman. It's been four years since they came into a real environment, in Norman. With 2020, it was just a COVID year, and that stadium was still rocking." Hoping the band plays the blank at a boomer sooner. Yeah. That is going to be a hostile environment. Hopefully that night, not at 11 a.m. Right. Yeah. I I hope so. I hope so. I think there's a chance that there is a lot of games at home this year. Not even – I don't even care who the opponent is. I think it's going to be a really, really good environment. Yeah, At least be. that's my hope. Yeah, it will be. Uh, someone sent us a graphic. This is from, I think, 24-7. Percentage of recruits, either four or five stars, according to 24-7, the last four classes. This is like their blue chip ratio for 2022. So Bud Elliott, who we often hammer on, said, all right, by the blue chip ratio, there are only 15 teams that can win the national championship this year. Here are the 15 teams. And I opened it fully expecting OU not to be in the list of 15 mm-hmm. since he said so many god-awful things this offseason. But OU actually has the fourth-highest blue-chip ratio in the country heading into this year. Yeah. So it's like the percentage of the roster, I guess, that are four and five stars, essentially. Right. Well, uh, that is a graphic that looks good. And that is a graphic that serves the recruiting um, sites. I really don't – I don't care anything about that. I, it's so hard. I, should it factor in if you've got a five-star on your roster that's never played a down that's a Bray, senior? Bray Walker, right? Yeah. Well, I, I mean, I, I don't want to sit here and pick on I'm just right. using that as an example, right? I mean, I mean we don't think he's going to be a heavily – you know factored in this year 
Yeah, and I know. Listen, there's no there's no perfect science to it, but it's so funny that that graphic is there because you know I made my proclamation yesterday and I wanted to go ahead and enter it into the public ledger that I believe Oklahoma's going to win a championship in three years. And, you know, a lot of the national pundits thought it was uh, the funniest thing they'd ever heard and how stupid is that and they're dumb or he's dumb. Their whole roster's been gutted by transfer portal and guys going to the draft. There's no one left. Well, they're the according to the blue chip ratio, whatever the hell that is, they've got the fourth best roster in college football. Well, to me, and that's right now, to me that places you squarely in the conversation if you're just talking about the, they don't have the players. Well, I'm not sitting here trying to say that the players on campus right now are the quality of Alabama, Ohio State, Georgia, or really anyone. But it's not nearly what the the media and non-OU people that don't know anything about what's going on on campus, everyone wants to try and sell you that there's nobody left except for a couple of walk-ons. Yep. That's that's what the sales pitch is out Including there. It's just not true. Everything that you're saying, the guy that put this list together has been saying that all off season long. Yeah. How ironic how ironic is that? Right. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's 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 absurd. But hey, it all will play itself out. It's all going to play itself out. We've got good, talented uh, kids on this roster. There's going to be a bunch of new starters out there. We heard the the audio from Venables yesterday. We're going to have a bunch of new starters. That's not necessarily a bad thing, right? One of the things I always rip on Phil Still about is he hangs his hat on the returning starters thing. That's only good some of the time. It's not a 100%. across the board, and I know that you know you've you've got to find a way to evaluate all 130 teams, or you. You know, it'd take you a lifetime. I get that. But, you know, there's some guys that are going to be new new players out there, new contributors, new starters, and there's a pretty good chance with the development they're getting this offseason through spring and, and what's going to be happening in training camp that those new guys are going to do a really good job. And maybe even some of them, hell, maybe all of them, We'll do a better job than the guys they're replacing. Yeah. Uh, one more before we hit a break. 850 area code. Tyler and Teddy just put the fuel on the fire. What would happen if during the pregame, uh, OU runs out carrying the SEC flag? Against OSU? Oh, my gosh. That would be – that would may, maybe be the only time I would accept it. Would you accept an SEC chant just to ridicule OSU? Uh, 100%, Yes. Yeah, they they like to throw out the uh, Caleb Williams newspapers at the uh, or the Lincoln Riley newspapers at the basketball game last right. year. Yeah, instead of the American flag extending across the field, just do the SEC flag instead. Yo, I'm I'm watching this ESPN deal. It's playing a bunch of old football games, and someone just had an amazing punt return against Oklahoma from Nebraska. Pretty sweet. Was it Johnny Rogers in the seventy-one game? That's probably what what it was. Wow! Um, did it look old? Yeah, it's old. That's that's Johnny Rogers won the Heisman that year in seventy-one game of the century. I, I, hey, I'm glad you're giving it up to Nebraska game of the century where OU loses at home. Wow! There was a clip on that play. Did you not see the clip? The block in the oh, back. Oh, now okay. See it? It's we're down on the goal line. 
oh, who's that? Jack Mildred just strolling into the end zone. This is pretty cool. Nice. Who are you going to root for in week three this year now? Uh, do I have to declare what side I'm going for? Oh, man. I, I got to quit looking at yeah, this. You got to set it to cool. break here. Come yeah, on. let's take a quick break. More from the rush coming up. Keep hitting the text line 651 3439. It is the rush live on the ref for the homeless Sooner fans, Tyler McComas, Teddy Lehman. I know you don't care about either of these, so which one do you care about the least? <laughs> the top 10 jobs in college football heading into 2022 by 24 7 Sports, or uh, Ivan Mazel's 11 best college football venues? Um, do you care about least? The, the venues. Okay. You care more about the top ten jobs if you had to pick the top. The I care more about the top ten jobs now. Is this heading uh, into twenty twenty two? So this is now we're just ranking all schools and how how that job ranks, not like what jobs are, may be available, right? Right. It's yeah, just, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 Gotcha. Just in how they sit right now. Okay. Uh, at number ten, you guessed it. The University of Oklahoma. Okay. Sits at number ten on the list. Uh, Clemson is at nine. Okay. Notre Dame is at eight. All right. Texas A&M is at seven. Okay. USC is at six. Texas, God, is at five. Okay. LSU is at four. Ohio State is at three. Georgia is at two. Alabama is at one. Okay. Um, Number one is correct. I think no. It. it I mean, as well, it sits right heading into twenty twenty two. Yeah. They're the best team. They're the best program. They've got the best coach. But if all things are equal, is Alabama really the best job? Okay, I mean, they've I had mean, a, they've had a nice run outside of Nick's. I mean, you can no, easily have. justify Bama being the number one job. They have. I'm in. I'm fine with it. I, I don't have too much of a complaint. Georgia's number two. Uh, okay, I, I'm. I think I'm fine with that location. Um, you know, it doesn't have near the history of Alabama, but the history there is fine. Uh, seems like they've got plenty of access to resources. I'm fine with that. Ohio State. Well, here's the interesting thing, thing though. Bef- like This list should almost never change. Right. No, I totally agree with that. 
Um, it shouldn't be totally situational. Either your job is really good that's or what I'm it saying. isn't. Yeah, no, Eight years ago, would Georgia be the number two job in the country? Of course not. Not Ted, even Ted, close. That's all I'm saying Last here. year, it wouldn't have been the number two job. Right. And the fact that Florida's not in the top ten somewhere, like if we're doing this every year, Florida's the top ten job, in my opinion. Right. So uh, that's kind of what I was saying with, with Georgia and even with Alabama. Like, Don't get caught up in how good they are to just say that the job should rank at this at this spot. Ohio State, three. I could make a, a pretty reasonable claim that Ohio State's maybe number one. Yeah, I think Bama's number one. I'd be good with Ohio State, too, especially now that the Big Ten – you know, made a strong play, and they're going to look mm-hmm. like a super conference. I may have knocked Ohio State a little bit a few weeks ago, just that the SEC is clearly ahead of the Big Ten. Does that affect Ohio State? I, Ohio State's just fine. They're a top three job, I think. LSU is not number four. No. It's a good job. Good job. Maybe even top ten, but it's not the number four job. Not number four. Texas is not anywhere close to number five. Uh, I would probably put I would I would put USC probably at four. I would put um I think I'd put Oklahoma at five and then I'd go uh, would I go Clemson ahead of Notre Dame? I think I would. Think about Florida. Think about – I mean, I don't, I wouldn't put Miami or Florida State there, but yeah, I, I, I know guess, they're not on the list, but they've got to be there somewhere. You're right. I'm just uh, – basically, I'm just repurposing the, the list that they've got. Um, yeah, I'm with you on Florida, but here's the thing about Florida. They've had, they've had a couple of nice runs. They were totally average for a long time before Spurrier. Then they they had a nice run, and then they had another nice run with Urban Meyer. And since then? They've had some bad hires. I think Bear Bryant once famously said, if Florida ever, like, figures it out or invest in football or whatever he said, if Florida ever figures it out, basically, Mm -hmm. we're all done for. And there's been a couple of times where Florida has figured it out, and they were one of the team of the 90s for sure, and you know they won two national championships in in three years. And we're going for three out of four in 2009. Florida's got everything you want. They've got, um, like, location is is pretty daggum good. Access to recruits is maybe number one in the country, right? Is that – no, I, yeah, I'm good with that. Because um, you're close enough to like the Atlanta area and all of that, you're like split the difference between the Atlanta and Miami, the Atlanta yeah. area and and South Florida. So um, I think that's pretty good. Definitely top ten. I do have a beef. A and M's not top ten, and that's a school that I have a beef with. It's how can we consistently rank them as a better job than OU when resume wise between the two programs? It's not even remotely close. The only thing, and I mean the only thing that A&M has over OU, is more money. But they've always had that, and they've always had better access to recruits, and it's never mattered. Throw Texas in there. I mean, the gap is you know a little bit slimmer with Texas to Oklahoma than it is from A&M to Oklahoma. But my God, we've been playing college football for a long time. Let's stop acting like A&M is this great job when they don't ever do jack squat. 
Maybe you're overrating it every single year. Yeah, dude, no way it's the seventh best job. It's not. There's no way that Texas is the fifth best job. Now, you got to, you got to, before you ever even start to put the list together, you've got to wait. What are the, the factors that make a job good? Well, the first thing we're talking about whenever it's a good job means you can win, right? How likely is it that you can go to this place, pull together all the things that you need in order to go win a championship, right? Um, Texas has great access to recruits and has great access to money. Well, those two things alone equal diddly poo, right? Those two things don't do anything. That that's that formula barely even gets you going. Yeah. Well, no one wants to factor in the situation that they have in Austin with the donors and all that crap. No one wants right. to. That, no. that should be heavily considered in best jobs. It's a huge part of the job, but no, no one ever factors that one in. Hey, it's interesting. Baylor is located almost in the same exact area. I mean, strategically, maybe you could even argue that it's a better area, but you know, just as far as access to recruits, but it doesn't really matter. Uh, financially, Baylor has a ton of money. Now, they don't have the brand that Texas has. They don't have some of those things. They don't maybe sell as many t-shirts, but they've got check riders coming out the wazoo and you know i i don't know it's just continuously overrated i'm gonna read you a text we'll hit a break you can uh comment on on the other side sean says usc has been relevant five years in both your lives how is the usc job top five think about it over the break yeah yeah i'll i'll tell you why i think it is quick timeout more from the rush coming up six five one three four three nine Citra Oklahoma Buick GMC dealers bringing you our number one of the rush. All right, your uh, rebuttal to the USC job is not as good as you think. Well, I'm willing to accept it's not as good as I think. But the only reason I, I ranked it where it was, I put USC at four, OU at five. I mean, you can flip those. I think they're, I think they're, a lot of these are all right there together. Um, I don't think there's a really a clear line between any of the the real top five or six. I don't. I mean, some people will come in here and, and bang the table. Uh, if if Nick Saban would have gone to USC instead of Alabama, what do you think USC's program would look like right now? Four and eight. Or <laughs> or if if Nick Saban would have gone to uh, Ohio State or to you know, Oklahoma. I think, I think that that coach changes a lot of the perspective of of the school. I mean, there was. It's not just a can't miss area. Like there's. 
plenty of, of down times there for Alabama where they couldn't get the right hire, and then they finally yeah. did. Uh, in but like, here's, here's the thing. The, the, the most critical aspect, and we'll see, and maybe it, it doesn't work, but I think it's access to recruits. Okay, 25 seconds. Give me the number one overall reason why people don't consider OU as a slam dunk top five job, because wins-wise, they are. Why are they not considered as that? Because they think Oklahoma is a place where you ride horses to school. That That's the only reason. They think we live in some barren wasteland. They don't realize that Dallas is right down the road. The access to recruits here is way better than people give it credit for. All right, quick timeout. More from The Rush coming up. Hour number two is next.